0: Alright, welcome to the final session of Season 1 of The Heist. I have Costa, who plays Dalgrave, joining me uh, for the recap of The Last Heist. In one word, Costa, we finished 12 sessions tonight. Before we recap, one word, what's your gut feeling about it?
1: Uh... Sprawling adventures, <laughs> Sprawl. lots of different, different angles. It went totally different directions than I anticipated. It was uh interesting to see all the different players, if you will, all the different yeah. in, like non player characters that we had to like kind of navigate and all the different places with lots of different like locales. It was pretty amazing.
0: <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, wow, we've been through some stuff, man. When I listen to the recaps. We started all the way from um, um, the, the bar to, uh, to warehouses to underground tunnels to uh, all different parts around Waterdeep, um, all chasing this stone of galore. We've met many interesting characters, but let's talk about tonight's adventure because uh, there's a lot to be revealed in it. How did we start off?
1: Uh, In our home base, you know, where things should be coming together, where we're scheming, plotting the next step, and uh, it was good to have like the crew together before yeah. you we know, set off for. I like that. And it's nice that we were all able to play. Most of us were able to play because uh, yeah. we uh, we haven't had the full crew in a while, so yes. that was nice.
0: Um, so one of the things that I, I really wanted to do was the very first session that we did together. Uh, you guys were prepping with your characters for quite a while. And then I said, uh, check your emails <laughs> because you're going to play these Dwarf characters that are warriors. Um, uh, 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 and you're in this cavern and you fought a dragon right off the bat. Yep. It was the very first thing that you did. I know it caught you off guard because you don't play d and a lot. So this is new for you. Yep. And uh, you were actually the one who killed the dragon, right? So it was. You, yeah, that was You, like, you splashed through the top of the dragon and gutted that thing. Um, and it comes full circle. So you guys um, started off as the. Uh, these dwarves actually were named appropriately per character. So we had Scott Heister, Jared Heister, Brian Heister, Justin Heister, and Costa Heister. They're the Heister brothers, which we find out today. And uh, they're on a ship. And the very first thing is, it's a morning time. The sun has risen. And you hear the captain aboard the ship. You guys are top deck. And uh, he's he's kind of trying to encourage you guys. He says, just off the bat, it was a big sacrifice, but you boys did well. I'm proud of what you did. Like he knew the timing was right to say that to yourselves and encourage you. You guys look at each other, not knowing that it's the brother heisters, but you look at each other. uh, And you kind of salute each other and say brother heisters Mm -hmm. right and so at that point now you know that the character that you are in right now is uh the heister did you remember a lot of that or was that completely took you a second to remember uh your character and that whole thing
1: what uh actually clued off for me wasn't like that we were a bunch of like a comrades but when i looked at the character sheet and i saw dwarf i'm like wait a minute is, are these the dwarves that we were before yes. right because I mean? that was really memorable
0: <laughs> yeah
1: so I like okay this this sounds familiar especially when the the next part happened with yeah. the you know, technicals i'm like all right this is very reminiscent of the kickoff of this whole thing where we got to be these alternate egos and Maybe, you know, I was waiting to see how they tie into the story. It's really cool how you brought that full circle.
0: Yeah, uh, so that was really something I was very excited about to do was bring this full circle for you guys and um, you uh, a flashback from that point in time because I'm I'm time jumping a lot with you guys but I learned my lesson from the times that I've time jumped in other sessions and saying that, um, making it very clear what we're doing and what the situation Mm -hmm. is. So, I explicitly said the night before there's a great storm happening. You three characters, um, uh, Costa, Brian, and Justin, are top deck in the middle of the storm. Captain is screaming at the top of his lungs, and slowly but surely, these tentacles begin to rise above board in the middle of the storm. Some kind of uh, um, mystery creature is trying to engulf the ship that you are on, carrying what you know to be important cargo. Um, and uh, right off the bat, man, you, you're the first one. You see the tentacles rising. You see them be front, behind your brothers. And you kind of just get the gut. There's one behind you. So you just slash behind you uh, for that. So may, what made you do that versus running towards the other guys? Because that's what they did when they... they oh,
1: it. it was like self-preservation first <laughs> Uh, like, let me, like, see if I can get myself in a position where I can help them by making sure that I'm, you know, giving myself good enough space I can maneuver if I need to.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, so uh, a, a battle ensues versus these tentacle creatures. Uh, is there anything memorable from that fight that you saw happen? There was Justin doing a bunch of stuff, Brian doing a bunch of stuff, and, and you guys are on, on top.
1: Uh, the, the constant misses. <laughs> Oh, axes was pretty good.
0: <laughs> well, Justin <laughs> and Brian just throw axes at the tentacle, trying to save you, but completely losing their weapons.
1: I got like a little is it Gimli? Gimli and Legola kind of like situation yeah. With yeah. yelling at each other like, do better! That <laughs> yeah, I I, was fun. Uh, the Barbie doll thing, I don't know what to make of it. <laughs>
0: that was confusing. <laughs> so, so, um, Scott joins us a little late in the session, and he uh, comes up from, what well, in the bottom deck, He he's below deck, and uh, there's small little windows, and one of the tentacles reaches out and sucks his face, basically, he is able to maneuver out of that. He goes upstairs, and he sees all this chaos, you guys, fighting tentacles, and he decides to, instead of helping you out, smash into the uh, captain's quarters, and in it is just a plain room but then a weird collection of dolls and Barbie doll type things. And it freaks them out enough to exit the room, which was one of my favorite parts of tonight. Is
1: that, did you make that up on the fly? On the fly, yeah. It was on the fly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I just was like, what's the creepiest thing Scott can see as he walks into a room? And it's just a plain room with a shelf collection of dolls. Yeah, You know, Uh, wouldn't that freak you out? If you walk into a room and see that, I'd be like, I'm out.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm way out. Uh,
0: And Scott did the same thing. (laughs) Um, You guys have a pretty cool battle uh, where you're fighting these tentacles and kind of really, you don't see the creature's face at all. You just see these tentacles. Um, And then others start to rise. Like there's many that begin to rise above it. Um, But um, did you get the sense... What, what I was trying to do is, as you were successful, you, you could bat down the attack of this thing enveloping you guys. Did you get that sense that you fought fought it back a little, or did it feel like, when is this going to end?
1: Uh, it was definitely, at first, kind of felt futile, like, is this going to work? And then, as we were making progress, and we were able to like pin it down, I was like, okay, it's, it seems like we're hurting it or its. It yeah. seems like it's like a kraken is what I was yeah, thinking.
0: Yeah, 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 something like okay. that. There's some um, large okay. creature beneath you for sure.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking like maybe we can at least get it to like think twice about coming after the ship. But
0: yeah, uh, exactly. I, I wasn't particularly hopeful. I mean, I it, it think if it, it was really happening, right? You're on a ship. You're attacking. I mean, there's tentacles coming. Or you could, I mean, what can you do? You're not going to dive into the water and fight something underwater, right? Like, you're just going to slash at the tentacles. And that's exactly what you guys decided to do. One of my favorite parts of tonight, Justin jumped on the rafters of the rigging and, uh, like, in the wind, you know, stuck out his crossbow and just shot and nailed the uh, uh, one of the tentacles to the wood below. Uh, what else was memorable to you about that top deck battle?
1: Uh, Von snap-snap. Yeah, Doing the, the wink and the
0: and the slash that was that was good. Yeah, I love how he describes it. Brian's really good at that. Uh, he described uh, well because all throughout I kept peppering, "Hey, uh, you hear the captain screaming something over the." the... I was saying uh, uh, what I loved was um, Brian going up to because I knew somebody was gonna bite and go up to the captain to see what the captain's saying throughout the the thing. So I was like. You get up there and he says, what the hell are you doing up here? I kept saying slash at the tentacles. You got to fight it back. You got to scare it. And so Brian's like, damn it. And I saw his expression on uh, on our video chat. He was like, damn it. But he uh, pulls off a, a hit on the tentacles that well. So uh, I really like that part. Um, you guys do enough to recede the, the tentacles from from um um coming on board and uh we end the the not that that night ends with you four brothers joining in the middle um and then all realizing that one of your brethren is missing and can't be found on the ship which is jared heister your brother from it so uh that may have repercussions in the future about some of the the things that you guys do who knows um, <clears throat> Then uh, we start back where we left off last time, Trollskull Manor, and uh, you guys have the three items that you need, you join the the guys downstairs, and you get kind of uh, recapped on what happened, and uh, you guys decide to go to the lighthouse. So you go to this lighthouse, um, Rainer's uh, grandmother's uh, lighthouse, uh, where he believes the vault. there's an entrance to a vault, and, and you guys enter it. Um, and, uh, what's what's the memorable thing that snap does when you give him a torch
1: he, he decides to uh, the <laughs> torch as a little a little bit of a uh, what's a scouting party He kind of throws it out to see what's going on and it did not work so <laughs> fire
0: so there's one room that you guys have to go into and there's a bookcase there which I knew and there's a uh, you know like a secret entrance to it and of course, like any uh, D&D session, you guys throw some curveballs uh, into it. So he decides to throw the, the the torch into at the bookcase, and the books start burning. Right? Like, what else is gonna happen <laughs> when you do that? And uh, you put out the smoke and the, and the fire, and uh, actually, it helps you instead of trying to investigate, figure out how to if there's any trapdoors. You may not have even gone back into that room after, but instead, there's one book that survives uh, uh, entitled, uh, on the spindle, uh, here there be dragons and, uh, you pull it and it reveals a staircase. Um, you guys all decided to send down into the staircase and there's this room with an anvil in the middle and, uh, this, this painting all across. Most of it is field, except for the one on the right wall, which is a workshop of dwarves. Uh, and there's a smith, uh, banging into an anvil. So you're the one that eventually, Goes to the anvil and investigates it. Use um, what? What made you think about the where the anvil's pointing to? And it was it you just shooting something out there, or were you thought like you're trying to solve this this puzzle?
1: I was thinking about the way you described the room with the paintings all around. I know the shape of an anvil, and I thought to myself, it's kind of like an like a an arrow, a signpost. Yeah. So least, it is, is it something interesting or is it just something random, like a a picture? But you said it was actually the picture that was different. Yeah. So I said okay, yeah. let me let me go out there up to that thing and try to investigate. And I got lucky that you know you my perception was high enough that I figured out hey that looks a little funny.
0: Yeah. And so you kind of grab this 3D hammer. Uh, uh, it, it jets from the wall and then you use it to ring the handle, which then depicts these other uh, paintings on the other two walls, right? So one wall had a painting, the rest was rolling hills and fields. And what you see is two things on the, uh, wall in front of you, you see this, uh, dwarven princess type lady reaching out, extending her arm. And then on the left wall, you see, uh, what you believe she's reaching out towards is this warrior, uh, dwarf standing above, above fallen, other fallen dwarves with fiery eyes. And, um, all the attention, which surprised me was on that dwarf, <laughs> <laughs> right? Somebody von snap, snap tries to shoot it. Nothing happens. Somebody tries to bring the hammer you use to it. Nothing happened. Or did you, was it you? Yeah. Who it was brought, me, yeah. Yeah. Who brought it to it? Nothing. Then it's uh von snap snap finally decides to investigate it further. Sees a little name above the shoulder. Um, um, and, um, reads, uh, the name, decides to read the name. Now I gave him the choice. So when you give somebody a choice, like in a game like this, like, it's like they, because inherently there is a choice, they could choose not to, uh, do it. Right. Uh, and so, but he decides to read it and it attacks him. (laughs) It's basically a trap. Uh, uh, from it. Just for a uh, behind the scenes, if they were to do um, like a history check on who that dwarf might have been, they would have known that it's like uh, uh, a dwarf of war <laughs> and 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 death and probably not a good dwarf to be interacting with uh, on it. Mm-hmm. Right? But based off of that, uh, uh, um, I think it was, um, Von, uh, no, sorry, Smash decides to look at the lady, right? The the nice, helpful lady, and, uh, reads her name, and words appear across above her arm that's stretching outward, and it says, uh, uh a secret never before told will part Dumathoin's lips. So you guys figure out this pretty quickly. So tell me what happens there.
1: Oh, it was, uh, a nice little trick of the trick of the, the you know the mind game there, interacting with the touching things, uh, pulling secret levers. Now you know we're telling the painting as if we could hear us, you know, a secret. And uh, I, I was struggling the whole time with like, <laughs> kind of
0: You were the work last here? one.
1: Yeah, yeah. and uh, I don't know if it was the number of secrets or the quality of the secrets, but I like to think mine was high quality.
0: Yeah, it was super high quality. So. Yeah, okay. um, so, uh, uh, Ghani, which was awesome says, uh, I owe people a lot of money, <laughs> a <laughs> lot of money. Well, he says it once and you see the outline of a door, then he says it again, like a lot of money and nothing else happens. So is that what clued you off to all of you have to say a secret?
1: Yeah, I I figured that might be the case before, but after it, it, he like tried to make it more secretive, like a bigger secret, it didn't change anything. I figured okay, it wants to know that everyone in the room has shared something.
0: Yeah, and so it was a really cool thing. Um uh Scott <laughs> I didn't know what you guys were gonna say actually. Uh so Von Snap Snap says, I stole a horse.
1: that <laughs> yeah, was good.
0: That was, like, it was really good. Oh my god, I was dying. Um And so I was really excited about this because this is one of the things as a DM, you don't know what's going to happen. Like, what are they going to say? Are they going to figure it out? Am I going to have to clue them heavily into what's going on? And uh, you guys kind of just knew. And so a little bit more of the door was revealed and then Smash was like, I miss my underwear. (laughs) Oh my God. And it reveals more. And then it was up to you. And, uh, uh, you say uh, that you <laughs> wear ladies underwear so um, look anything goes right I was pretty much gonna allow anything that you said unless it was a blatantly obvious thing uh, uh, like you know oh I you know miss my parent you know something that wasn't fun but you guys rose to the challenge
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> and and they were all kind of uh, true to storyline Yeah. Uh, I know you
1: <laughs> why is Delgren's
0: yeah that's whatever. what I'm saying all except yours um <laughs> what I've been trying to do the, over the last two sessions um was do a little bit of um a, a walk down memory lane kind of thing where where you touch on parts of the past sessions that we've had yeah, and yeah, kind yeah. of remember it and then uh so what opens up uh a, a, what manifests is this large door and uh this is where you present the three items, which you had the the Beholder Puppet, you had the Troll Skull, and then yeah, uh, Ghani had to sacrifice Falcor, and he goes to sacrifice Falcor. <laughs> uh, uh, that was tough. I didn't know what was going to happen there. I thought there would be more conflict in it, but uh, uh, he goes you know, for it.
1: You want to be the one to do it, so we're <laughs> like glad Ghani did it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I think if it was off to somebody else to do it, be tougher. But Ghani goes for it, man. Ghani has made some choices. Remember, he turned into the wolf and ripped that guy's throat off. Like, he could get ruthless, man. Don't sleep on Ghani just because he makes flowers. And um, so uh, he's about to sacrifice it. And it just wanted to see that the sacrifice would have been made. It opens up. There's a dumbwaiter, which is a big thing in our groups as far, right in front of you. Uh, Ghani turns into a cat, jumps in the dumbwaiter. You let him down. There's stairs that go down, so you let him down. You and um, uh, Von Snap, Snap, head downstairs. Uh, You come into this large cavern. You see that Ghani's already at the center of it. You approach it, and um, obviously you don't know the history, But you see this dragon that's been torn apart and it's red. Did that clue you to the first session at that point? Or were you still kind of trying to figure out and make connections? Because I think about this all the time. I don't expect that you think about it all the time.
1: There were two possibilities that came to mind. Because I knew that there was the initial session when we fought the dragon. Um, And you say it was dead for a week and a half. So I'm like, oh, okay that that that's likely it but then i also remember when we were describing the room it was 60 by 60 i'm like oh was that the size of the cavern we fought in before with all the dragons all the dragons were fighting so i i wasn't sure which one it was honestly I was like oh, it could be either one
0: yeah uh in my mind they're the same
1: right Yeah, yeah yeah Yeah, it might be. Yeah, I wasn't sure. Yeah, because
0: your character really doesn't know that, right? Like really doesn't know, knows a story, doesn't know anything about the the first thing. But you as uh, the person knows, there's some connection there. So this happens, there's a realization from you guys about it. And you're like, oh, okay. And then this weird ass character shows up. uh, Because Von Snap Snap stays in the shadows, doesn't go to the center. Sees this guy emerge and just start clapping. And, uh, he is a drow, uh, character. He's dressed in light leather armor and, uh, very pirate-esque feel to him. Large flamboyant hat and talks a little bit like this, you know, like, uh, and, uh, basically says you've passed the test. Uh, I love what you guys have done. I'd like to recruit you to join me in, uh, chasing down. The heister brother, these dwarven brethren who have stolen this treasure and are, 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 are heading north. So it kind of all connects back into one big circle. And uh, this weird character is asking you to join him on the Neverred to find, uh, um, to chase these, these brother heisters. Uh, what did you think at that point in time?
1: It was really suspicious because I knew he matched the description of the guy on the roof,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I was like, "All right, I don't want to trust this guy." Mm-hmm. Uh, and but you know, I was like wondering when they said, oh, you passed the test." How long have I been tested for? Is Rainer in on this? What's going on?
0: Yeah, there's a lot um, of questions left. Yeah, yeah,
1: you know, I was just like, uh, I don't trust him. I don't want to go. <laughs> I want to keep playing. I just don't want to trust this guy.
0: <laughs> hey, look, and you could you could totally flesh that out. So the big reveal. Is that we are not done heisting. Yes. We'll continue in January. There's going to be another 12 sessions starting in January of the heist. This was the ultimate end. And so that was the biggest reveal to me was you guys can continue on heisting for another 12 sessions starting in January. Now this guy has asked you to join his crew. You don't have to join as your character. You can join. He's going to recruit other people. You can join as another character or continue playing, but right. uh, we're going to continue, dude, heisting. We're going to chase down these mofo heisters, try to figure them out, join Jax, maybe. Uh, well, Jax is gone. I'm a Neverred to, to, to hunt them down. So um, are you excited about that?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was really cool. I, I want to figure I'm actually, oddly enough, I'm more interested in the Dwarves storyline than anything else, like what their backstory is.
0: Yeah, and so we we may see them again, uh, yeah. um, um, down the road. So wow, man! Oh, big relief for me. I've been holding the story for about a month <laughs> <laughs> since our last session that didn't go through. But, um, dude, over favorite part, man, tonight, and then we're gonna talk about favorite part overall. If you can remember, uh, uh, some of your moments.
1: Oh yeah, uh, favorite part tonight was the. Uh, realization that this guy, uh, Jax, has been, like, watching us all along mm-hmm. and trying to, like, play, uh, pulling strings. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, close second is, like, the realization that this is a room that was previously in the story.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: That was like, cool. I like the connection thing there. I thought it was cool you, you threaded that. Uh, overall, the most interesting part of the whole thing, I think, was uh, the... Um, the secrets that we kept finding like there was always like some secret part of each almost every session had like some discovery to it like oh we found out that this guy was um uh, what was it the the nimble right like what yeah, the yeah. nimble right was and that it was kind of like a distraction in some way yeah so i thought it was good
0: yeah man uh, i'm so glad you enjoyed my favorite part of tonight was um the excitement that you guys had over it not being over—that <laughs> yeah. uh, was pretty cool. Justin was like, "What?" You know, and I was like, "Yes," you know, and so that was awesome. Always to see, uh, um, Smash Man just has the one-liners, the things that that make me uh, crack up, uh, smashing through through doors. Um, gosh, it was just—you guys are awesome. So it was just awesome to be. Um, to DM uh, the group and, and you guys are way into it and love it. You know, it's just a great time. So I think that's my favorite part over all the 12 sessions was just being able to DM people who were like love and were intrigued by the story that was being crafted. And we really created our own world. We really created our own adventure. There's nothing like it anywhere else, you know? And uh, um, it's really cool. So. Here's my question to you: Like uh, moving forward, I mean, just what is your initial thought? You're gonna stick with Dalgrave? You're gonna do something else? Are you gonna do a little bit of research? You're gonna kind of see what's out there?
1: I kind of want to keep Dalgrave around. Okay. You know, that's my inclination. Uh, but
0: you have some yeah, time.
1: Other character classes I consider, it. like the I'm kind of interested in what Drow's are. I don't I don't know anything about. Yeah, yeah, D&D. That, that whole world, <laughs> yeah. But I like the paladin character class. I think that's cool.
0: Yeah, very, very cool. Um, Man, so there's a lot more coming. Um, We are jumping on the Neverred, and we are doing a high seas adventure for season two. So I hope you're pumped about it. Oh, wow.
1: Yeah,
0: we are. It's going to be on the high seas, uh, uh, on the Neverred, chasing down uh, some uh, stolen goods, uh, that are uh, uh, we're going to be going through some territory. So I have a pretty good outline of our next 12 sessions. So, oh, wow. You already yeah. got it together. Yeah, man. dude. You kidding right, It's awesome. probably going to change a million times uh, throughout, but I got a good overview of it. So uh, I think you guys will be excited. I think it will be worth your time, and we're going to try to keep it on this kind of schedule of every other week and, and doing it. But, dude, for your first stuff, man, wow, man, you did great. And uh, uh, it's just really fun. And all you're going to do is learn more and more cool stuff that you can do, you know. Uh, I'm reading the DM's guide right now. Costa, thank you for joining me, man. Tonight on the last session of Holy Season 1 of The Heist, there's tons more to come. Thank you, brother.
1: Thank you. Thank you, George. Awesome job.